we believe that the church has elders who are like shepherds and teach and um, oversee the church and that there are other people recognized in the church as deacons who serve and at the moment we're looking at recognizing and appointing deacons and we're doing this by looking through a number of questions to help us all understand and think together and um, and do this as a as a group with unanimity and we looked at some questions like how do deacons fit with elders can deacons be female can elders be female and just a short circuit that one I'll tell you where, where our discussion came to we said can deacons be female yes can elders be female no and we also looked at let's just think um, well last time we looked at what jobs and ministries need to be done and could be done that's what we looked at last time and I thought we had a very helpful time thinking about the jobs in the church and the question arose is all service does everybody who serves in any way should they be a deacon if not where do we draw the line I thought it was quite helpful that as we broke up into small groups and discussed it and I think people sort of instinctively prioritised areas and tasks so they sort of grouped in various areas which I'd love to show you because several, but I can't because it's disappeared and there were several things that each of the groups came up with and said this would be a good and appropriate task for somebody to be recognised as a deacon to, um, to serve in this sort of area uh, there were a couple of things that I think we omitted I'll tell you what they are I think one thing that we omitted was we didn't uh, we didn't have any role for a deacon as a sort of generalist uh, who could step in at different points as the occasion demanded. We didn't put in the role of a deacon who might have particular responsibility for our legal um, our legal responsibilities because as a charity we have certain legal responsibilities and the deacons take that role on as trustees uh, of, of a charity and I think none of us picked up on that and um, another thing I mean we just didn't, didn't put it in any sort of list at all and another thing that we didn't pick up on was any recognition of the church serving the community uh, in, the term, in terms of good works that are done uh, amongst the community so we didn't have anything about ministry to homeless and we didn't have anything about uh, helping in the community In because uh, it's not only homeless people that, uh, that we can do good to um, uh, you know, in the general sense of the community of the residents of the, uh, the things that go on in our community so there, there's a th 
three things that we didn't put on our list that might be well worth thinking about. I'm not saying that they necessarily ought to be deacons, but I'm saying we, it's things that happen in the church that we didn't uh, think of last time. Uh, so I'll write those down. Uh, so there was a, a, a general list. General list. Uh, anything to do with trustee responsibilities and anything to do with community and uh, uh, Oh yes, it's for the tape. Yeah. Say it again for the tape, Jack. There's a wider aspect um, to community. Um, there's the immediate uh, community that we live in, the locality, yeah. um, and perhaps our country as well. Um, but there's also the world um, when disasters strike like uh, earthquakes or famines um, and some churches um, arrange for groups of people to go out to help or to help build a, um, an orphanage or, you know lots of different things um, yeah. could be involved great thank you very much That was on the list last time, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We 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 we, cl- we clocked that. That was. I think we all clocked that ministry to children. Yes. It, well, I'm, I'm I'm not. We're not making such a decision. We're just saying what jobs need to be done, and that we can bring this sort of. We get towards deciding things on October the 24th. So, I do apologise, but that that's sort of relating to this question and we're not really thinking about elders at the moment so I'm leaving that other question unaddressed and um, I'd like to say something about how do deacons fit with elders and you could do it two ways you could say here's all the things in the church and you could say that the deacons are responsible for those things and the elders are responsible for those things but I think so that's a sort of vertical division I think it's probably better to do it this way and say the elders have the oversight over everything in fact and there are some things, some areas, that the oversight is exercised by delegating to deacons. So, on that issue of, so we say, children's ministry, if you had a deacon, or indeed a deaconess, 
who was responsible for you know Sunday club and things like that so let's say children's ministry they wouldn't be autonomous they wouldn't be just responsible them to themselves as in this way of looking at it so I think that's not the right way to do it but they would have a responsibility which goes back to the elders and to work in partnership to say you know for example um, here's some Sunday school material we think is going to be good could one of the elders look at it and check it over make sure that it's uh, sound and, and helpful and if the elders are in agreement with that then we'll go ahead and order it so there's a sort of coordination because uh, this is we are saying in that case that here's a deacon who has a responsibility for things which includes word ministry and it is, uh, but it does relate back to the elders in that sense does that make sense? so you could use that model for other, for, for other ministries I mean for example let's suppose they had a, a deacon S for women's ministry let's suppose I'm just so again you would say okay that's fine because we wouldn't expect one of the elders to be themselves a woman because we just said they can't but we could have a, 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 a woman's ministry headed up by a lady and then there would be a, a link to the elders because there's, a, there's a, a word ministry aspect to it okay uh, everybody reasonably happy with that yeah. uh, right so let's see what else there was So this one here, what people are available to serve. Okay, uh, if you're a church member, make sure you have one of these. If you're, just, if you're interested in being a church member or whatever, you might have to share because I haven't done enough for every single person. So you can have one between two. You can have one because you're sitting on your own. Could you pass them, share them and pass them around please? So the first thing you do is spot the deliberate mistake on the list. And incidentally, I never got my pens back last time. Julius said, make sure he gets his pens back, but I never did, so... Okay, can I say... I do not want you to give me this piece of piece of paper back and we are not going to fill in this piece of paper at this moment. Okay, so I didn't need you don't need a pen, don't worry about that. But you do need to think and pray. And I think Mark got missed out. Did you get missed out? And can I have one please? <laughs> have we got enough uh, uh, there's a spare well uh, Um, can we do can we do spot the deliberate so look down the list so if you're a church member you ought to know all these people by name and if you are um, interested in belonging to the church you should get to know these people by name because these are this is the church so can you so I should say that I did this list some time ago right okay uh, so I, I did this list some time ago and Maureen is 
indignant, and so is Ruth, actually. <laughs> Am I right? Yes, you see, I said I did it some time ago. So Sylvia uh, is already promoted. Catherine, number 19, is in Peru. Um, David and Wendy are on there, but Ruth isn't, and Maureen isn't. Am I right? Is there any other deliberate mistakes that I hadn't noticed? Really? Yeah, Stefano and Katya. Yes, well, exactly. Everybody's got an up-to-date one. So my point is uh, simply that in our grand thinking about deacons uh, and all the qualifications that we think they need to have and, and everything, it has got to boil down to people on this list. Okay, so Superman is not on the list, nor Spider-Man, nor any other superheroed person but just us. Uh, now, you did say, I, I put 7B, I've put John in there, so I must have been having faith all those months ago when I did this list. But um, So have that, have that list in one hand and turn to 1 Timothy One Timothy chapter three. Have I, put, have I not put you on as well? Oh, okay, Corin. I don't know how I managed. I don't know what list I must have got this off, but it must have been a long time ago, mustn't it? So if you're a church member, you were given, a, you were given an up-to-date list. So perhaps you should forget this one I've just handed out. But you were given an up-to-date list this morning. So 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8. So this is what it says. Deacons, like, likewise, like elders, in fact, are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, not pursuing dishonest game. They must hold the mystery of the faith, the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. I think the emphasis is on the clear conscience, that they're not hypocrites. They, they genuinely hold the truths of the faith. They must first be tested, then if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, their wives, or perhaps the women deacons, are to be women worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and sort of self-controlled, sober-minded, and trustworthy in everything. And I take this to be if they are married, a deacon must be the husband of but one wife, must manage his children and his household well. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus so the excellent standing some gain to them 
uh, sort of spiritual growth and assurance or something like that. But these are the, the uh, qualities that we're to look for. And I'm not going to sort of go down the list and give people marks out of 10 on that. But I think we do need to have this in our minds uh, that we're looking for quality of people in this sense. So it's not saying they're Superman or Superwoman, but really just saying that they're Christians in a a, uh, reasonably mature and reasonably reasonably developed way. So in other words, if somebody still has a real problem with alcohol, they're not the person to be a deacon. That's what it says, isn't it? They're to be, and if, if if they're to be people who are known in the community for cheating and letting people down, uh, then they're not to be deacons because it says they're to be worthy of respect. So it's interesting, isn't it? That it, it, a criterion for a deacon is what do other people think of you? What do people at work think of you? What do people you know in your class think of you? Um, and you know that that reputation thing is uh, is important. Uh, not pursuing dishonest gain, um, having a clear conscience. Verse ten: they must first be tested. So some sense of of checking out that a person doesn't just talk the talk, but walks the walk, and so on. So uh, it's important just to remind ourselves of that but I don't really intend to take it any further unless anybody wants to ask any questions about that so I don't don't think this passage is talking about super Christian I think it's just talking about uh, a Christian who's reasonably developed and consistent does that make sense? Right. I, I've come to the end of the things that I wanted to say, not least because some of them have disappeared, but I've come to the end of the things I wanted to say. Is there any questions that anybody would like to raise or comment they would like to make? Because I think the next thing we should do is pray, and then we could indeed sing, and then we could stop. Has anybody got any questions they would like to raise or observations to make? Well, uh, uh, yeah, testing. I think it could mean a number of things. I think the sort of things that would be included is if somebody is given uh, sort of a a portion of such a job and uh, they they can see what it's like and it can be seen whether they can actually manage to do that. Uh, you know, it might well be that somebody tries something and then says, "Actually, this is not for me. I can't really, you know. Now I can see what it's really involved. This is this is not for me." So, 
that that might be such an outcome um, I think that it's talking about seeing people take responsibilities of a lesser degree and to be proven that they can do those things so I, I think it's saying it's not wise to put somebody into a position of responsibility unless you've got some something in their CV which says well they, they did do this and they did do that and they've managed that but that's as, as far as I would go on that I, or as far as I, I can think at the moment I had a thought I was thinking during the week as I do about these matters and um, I thought well there's a lot of jobs in the world and uh, people who have no faith at all do perfectly well in taking on voluntary work outside of the work the kind of paid work arena and they manage to do that work perfectly well and experience success in that and I thought well what's all the fuss then about this deacon stuff because you know we could uh, just get Bob from down the road to do some of it if he wanted to do it um so I thought the difference must be something to do with faith, but I didn't. I haven't really fathomed that. But that was just mm. my my thought. Mm. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's it is an interesting thought because the Bible is is clear about the people who do service in this sense. So they must believe, be believers, and they must believe in and, and, and live in a way that's consistent with that. And then the Acts six about the distribution of food between the Hebrew widows and the Greek speaking widows it says look for people who are let's just quote it known to be full of the spirit and wisdom and you'd think well they don't really need that do they all they need is to be able to count and uh, probably have a, a small vehicle they could go down to Sainsbury's and bring the sandwiches back uh, but it, in fact it, it says it's saying in, in, the, in the assembly, even to do relatively, you know, it's relatively, I don't know whether, is it, would it be fair to say it was an undemanding thing? Maybe it was demanding in a way we don't quite realise. But it, it does require spiritual spirituality. So, um, I mean, things like, Uh, often things need to be done in, with sensitivity so in a in a work capacity if you're not up to the job you just get fired and it might get fired in a very insensitive way but if there's somebody who let's say I'm just plucking things out of the, the air wants to teach Sunday school isn't very good at it then somebody's got to say that to them in a, in a way which doesn't uh, make them stumble so sensitivity, spirituality, wisdom um, is, is needed. Now, I, I, I'm sure there are things like, you know, when this plastering was done up here, we didn't ask that the plasterer 
should sign a doctrinal basis or anything because he just, he just did it and that's fine. I think he did. Oh, well, it's all falling off. Um, so there are some things that we would say, well, you don't have to be a deacon to do that. You don't even have to be a believer to do that. But these things that are sort of close to the heart of the running of the, of the Christian church needs faith and spirituality. Thank you for the question. Mm. The sheet that's been handed out with the two columns that we could think about people against, character yep. eligibility and service gifts. Yes. The only other one I wonder what you think is... Um, Sometimes people who have good character and, and can do certain service, they're actually quite bound up with other responsibilities, aren't they? Yeah. And sometimes, although they might fit very well ticking boxes on those first two, for another reason, it might not be the right time just because they're particularly overwhelmed. Or, yeah. That's a very helpful comment. Thank you, David. Yes. In, in a sense, I suppose what it's saying is that they have the gift in terms of um, something that's permanently built into them but they don't have the gift in terms of their time and providential situation so I think that that's a helpful that's a helpful comment yes we've got to take we've got to take all all the all the things into account and, and I think I, I'm encouraged to say that when we were discussing groups last time I think we, I think there was a sense we were taking things into account like that Oh, you're going to get a microphone now. Now, I just wondered if you discussed about how people are nominated. No, we haven't done anything about the mechanism of it, right. the mechanics of it. it in, in Act 6, it, does, it, it, it is not meant to be something that... Well, in Act 6, the, the apostles didn't do the choosing and say this is our decision, submit to it. They said to the congregation, these are the criteria, these are the sort of people we're looking for, you go and choose them. And it doesn't say how they did it. And I think we want to try and retain that sense that it isn't just the elders in a darkened room, not that we do meet in a darkened room, uh, sort of stitching it all up but rather that the whole congregation is involved, hence, hence us taking quite a lot of time to, to, to talk this through, so that everybody says, that's what I think, that's what, that, that's, we're, we're agreed on this together. So I think, I think Ben, you were saying that in, in uh, the sort of church that Anya would be aware of, it wouldn't happen like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we're doing it the opposite. If anything, we're sort of veering to the opposite extreme, saying we're not going ahead until we've discussed everything. <laughs>